Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. Welcome to Earful of Dirt Lineouts. I'm your host, Aaron Castro. Today we had a chance to talk to Women's Eagles head coach Rob Kane. Uh, and we will talk to him about some of the struggles, some of the things that have been important to him over the past year uh, since he was appointed head coach, uh, I want to say July uh, of 2018, and uh, go through a little bit of his journey, but mostly focus on the Women's Eagles and the Super Series. Uh, we'll go back and take a look at the November Tour the Babas match, the opportunity camps that, that they did uh, between he and Emily Bidwell to uh, really develop a lot of the young players that were in the system so that we can build towards uh, Women's Rugby World Cup 2021. But first, l- let's take a look at this player list and, and who's going to get capped because really it is still a pretty young squad. You do have some some great veterans coming back. Uh, Katie Augustin from the Berkeley All Blues with 33 caps uh, at hooker. Uh, she will be, you know, a top player to hold it down up front and really teach some of these young front rows because there, I think there are some young front rows coming in. Uh, Bui Boravelala is a center from the San Diego Surfers. She has six caps. Catherine Benson uh, at prop from the Life West Gladiatrix at 17 caps. Uh, Amy Neighbor-Bonte, center from the Life West Gladiatrix, one cap. Stacy Bridges, second rower, lock from Beantown, 36 caps. Ashley Bird, scrum half from U.S. Women's Sevens Residency. She's she's a debutante, but she's been at women in women's residency for the past two years, so uh, I'd like to see what she can do. She's been in 15th camp before. Uh so, so get after it. She is also a member of the Women's World Class Athlete, Athlete Program. Sorry about that. Uh, then we've got Elizabeth Cairns, a back row from Life West Gladiatrix, a big representation from Life West. Uh, at eight caps, Gabriella Cantorna. At fly half from Glendale Merlins, three caps, Janine Duncan. Um, she's a back three player. She can play left, right wing, fullback from the Seattle Saracens at two caps. She's a really good player to and a really nice young lady, I have to say. Uh, I got to meet her up at the WAC College Awards. Um, and then we've got at center from the USA Women's Sevens Residency Program with zero caps is Fane Eti Hongatau. Then the, and I say the, Marianne Sorensen Award winner as the best collegiate rugby player in America as a freshman. Emily Henrik, she debuted for the U.S. Women Eagles during the November tour uh, at center from Dartmouth College, two caps. Uh, she has also been called up by Chris Brown to join the Women's Sevens Residency Program during the buildup uh, to the 2020 Olympics. And she's a great young player, and I think, well, I know. She's going to get it, and she will be an Olympian. Good for her. Congratulations. Katana Howard at fly half from the Twin City Amazons. She will debut for the U.S. Women's Eagles during this series. Charlie Jacoby, prop, Chicago North Shore, will be a debutante as well. Nick James, prop from Hark Sharks, six caps. Rachel Johnson, back row player from the Oregon Sports Union with three caps. Alev Kelter, Kel- oh man. 
Aleph is one of my favorite players on the 7 Series, women's 15s. It doesn't matter. She can ball. She hits hard. She carries hard. She finds space. She finds contact. She, I, I think she's kind of got it all. It's kind of like she's a very good player. Joanna Kitlinski at hooker from the Glendale Merlins. Eight caps. Uh, below Mataitoga, fullback from the Berkeley All Blues, will be a debutante. Olivia Ortiz, scrum half from Davenport University, will be a debutante. Nene Naraya Persinger at wing. She is currently unattached. Uh, she did spend time in USA Women's Sevens residency program and is, uh, you know, developed out of the ARPTC run by Jules McCoy. Hope Rogers, a, a hooker prop hybrid. No, um, Hope can play both hooker and prop. She's out of the U.S. Women's Sevens residency program. A great player under Pete Steinberg way back in the day at Penn State. Uh, she's currently with USA Women's Sevens. 25 caps. Asenate Serevi, back row, second row from Scion with two caps. Christine Sommer, F flanker, returns from Harlequins Ladies in England. Seven caps. Can't wait to see her back. Got to see her at the WAC uh, for the College Awards. Talked about her experience uh, in high performance and how Harlequins Ladies do a lot of stuff with the Harlequins men. So, Really good to see that. Uh, Nicole Strasco, a second-row back-row player from Life West, Gladiatrix. Joyce Taufa, a back-row player from Lindenwood University at three caps. Chris Thomas, a wing from USA Women's Sevens residency player. Another dynamic back-three player. Uh, she's got seven caps. Can't wait to see her uh, make it. Uh, Alicia Washington, a second-row player from New York Rugby Club, 17 caps. Kate Zachary, captain, back-row player. From the San Diego Surfers at nine caps. Uh, our injury reserves, we've got Tess Fury, Fast and Furious. Want to see her out there. Uh, it, if things work out, it would it would be awesome to see her play. Uh, for the, I mean, I guess that means someone has to get injured. I hope that doesn't happen. But, again, big fan of Tess Fury. Megan Foster from the San Diego Surfers at five caps. Sam Luther, a second row from the Glendale Merlins at zero. Uh, would be a debutante. Christiane File. It's one of the one of the smaller flankers out there, but the way she plays would make any person be all over that because she plays with this reckless abandon that is really awesome. At eight caps, Shamira Robles, back three player from New York Rugby Club, would be a debutante. Kimber Rozier, center. I, I once thought you would say Rosier, but uh, no, Kimber Rozier from Beantown played with Har. Uh, was coaching at Harvard. I think she still is. And she also played with Harlequin's Ladies as well. She's got 31 caps. And then Carly Waters, a halfback from New York Rugby Club at two caps. Um, your national team staff, you got Emily Bidwell as general manager, head coach Rob Kane, assistants Jamie Burke, Kate Daly, Rich Ashfield uh, at as an assistant and team manager, Jenny Louie. Um, your head strength and conditioning coach is Ian Jones, assistant Michaela Staniford, uh, performance analyst Dave Gardner, um, team doctor and trainers. You've got Terrence Cronin, Catherine Henry, and Danielle Allen. But without further ado, let's talk to Rob Kane about the Super Series. 
I'm here with Rob Kane, head coach of the U.S. Women Eagles. Uh, how are things, Rob? Yeah, good. Really excited. Um, looking forward to to the next couple of weeks. Uh, so so am I. I'll be uh, I'll be down there uh, to enjoy San Diego, but to also uh, to enjoy. Uh, some rugby uh, of the Super Series in which the, the Eagles are competing in. Uh, the first game uh, on the 28th, uh, I'll be there. And then, sadly, you guys are on a bye the next weekend that I was able to get down there, which is the 6th. So maybe we can just uh, hang out and uh, go surfing or something. Sounds good. Sounds really good. So uh, going back to uh, November, uh, we had uh, you know a, a real I would say an overall really good series. You had a, a pretty young squad to take on tour. We played uh, the Black Ferns, uh, the Red Roses, uh, England I guess Academy England A, whatever you want to call it, and uh, uh, Ireland. Uh, and you achieved uh, you went two and two on the on the. On the tour uh, with a victor with a test victory over Ireland. So, uh, what did you take away from that tour uh, before you headed into opportunity camps to sort of build to that Baba's match? Um, I think the key thing is that we had a. I think the players did a wonderful, uh, wonderful job in November. Um, There's lots of challenges, challenges that we faced head on and. And we found out that they were incredibly hardworking and incredibly coachable. And the more uh, contact time that we had with them, um, the more that they could really understand the concepts and retain them and then demonstrate them. So that really allowed us to build out, you know, 2019. But, I mean, just to put it into context, you know, that those players making so many debuts, the coaching team as well, like, as, as a group, it's never going to get harder for many of those players. Um, and going on the road is always tough, especially when you're playing against, you know, the top teams in the world as we did. And it was a great learning experience. We learned where we were. We learned, you know, where we want to get to. And, and we, we put a lot of thought on, on how we can how we can map that out. It's interesting. So, going sort of going back to that, you... <coughs> You know, we, we you played against a series of games with, against two teams that play basically all the time in, in Ireland and the Red Roses, but you were able to achieve something with a lot of really young players against, uh, you know, I would say Ireland, which is, uh, although uh, their resources have been, sort, I guess, sort of undercut the past couple of years, they still have a very strong... Uh, provincial interpro system, um, which is, I mean, we have the WPL here, but the structure isn't as, I would say, uh, as old and sort of robust. What, what did you think about that game specifically? Um, I, I think it just echoes what I said just previously. Like, you know, it was a tough instruction for all of us. Uh, we knew the challenges in terms of the contact time. You know, we, we know we didn't have enough time to uh, be as prepared as possible and and you have to understand you know the players were learning about me as much as I was learning about the players and the same with the rest of the coaching staff we're all learning and developing together and I think um, the nice thing was going into the England A game or the um, the academy game you know I think they had six or seven captains nationals as well 
um, you know, that many of them had been involved in the tills. And so for our young group to, to, to do that in the UK, um, when there hasn't been historically a lot of success against England, I think that was testament to, to how far they came in a short period of time. And then going to Ireland, um, on the back of that, you know, the, the team that played against uh, England Academy, you know, really, really helped give us all momentum and, and belief. And the, the squad that played against Ireland just ran with that and, and really took it to them and, and played, a, you know, our, our uh, aspirational version of, of USA Rugby. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Hard work, but a lot of fun. But realistically, you know, we get a lot of credit as coaches, but it's the players that put the hard work in and they have to bring the concept for life. So really pleased with them and proud of them because it could, the tour could have gone a very different way and it, it just shows even though the players were inexperienced and young, just, uh, you know, an appetite they have to continually better themselves and for us to get better every day allowed them to really get some successful results alongside some really promising performances. Fast forward to, uh, I guess, sort of the Baba's match, but even before then and, and since then, you and Emily have, have developed a, I would say, not, not on an individual basis, but a, a program that provides more opportunity for players to, A, get seen, but more development with national team coaches through uh, the, the opportunity camp system that you launched as part of the uh, at least the, the operational plan for this year, and then sort of the strategic plan building towards 2021. How did that, those camps early on, contribute to, uh, you know, a successful match against the Barbarians, which were, you know, they were, that team was loaded uh, in, you know, for, as Amer- if you're an American rugby fan and you pay attention especially to the women's game that team was pretty loaded that traveled I mean you had uh, you had the you know Black Ferns captain on the team so it was kind of uh, that's uh, I think that says enough about what the, the Babas brought to bear but you guys had a great game yeah I, I just think after um, after November we knew exactly where we were you know we, we knew what we had to get to and and the way to do that was to have more meaningful contact time. So we um, we set about introducing the regional rugby, um, the opportunity days and windows, and, and just making sure that we could allow the players to really understand the concepts um, and understand you know space and time and what pressure is um, and how how they can have more time to adjust to that, working on their core skills rather than just coming into a an international camp and then having it all thrown at them. So um, that was a, that was really you know, that was that was a really good success story with the performance against Barbarians. And, and I think also the, the really exciting thing is to see where we were in November to where we're going to be now, um, as as we showcased against Barbarians, that that's what really excites me. So the regional rugby was very, very important in that and and the players have worked very hard. You know, it's, it's not easy the size of the country and they've been travelling lots and lots to make sure that they don't miss out on, on any trainings that are put in place and, and, and really haven't come with it. So, lo- looking at the Super Series, it is really, uh, you know, it's 
I look at it, it's, it's going to be a difficult show, and it's sort of it's sort of where we are, and we really haven't had this kind of opportunity in a while, and I, I really want it to continue. Uh, you know, I think this will probably be the first year we've had. Uh, I guess what was it? So you'd say nine test level matches in probably ever. Uh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose so. Yeah, it's uh, it's been um, but it, but it's where we need to be. You know, we're only we're only putting together. Um, you know, our our main aim is to set the players up to be successful. Now, if you're not playing regular test matches and you're not giving them, you know, the meaningful contact time and really developing them, then you're not setting them up to be successful. So, um. Emily works very hard in the background to make sure we get those opportunities, and then it's a case of making sure that we're we're developing the individual to allow them to be as yeah, successful as they can be as a rugby player. Um, yeah, nine games is great, and um, I think it's also shown uh, just how much everyone is buying into it. I mean, the wonderful thing is I keep on getting messages of players saying that now, you know, young um, young rugby players. Uh, in the community, you know, ask for their autographs and and see them when they're out and about, and, and I think that's a, I think that's a wonderful achievement just in a short space of time. So, so looking at the squad, you're going to it, it's still like we're still rebuilding from from the last World Cup. Uh, you're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven possible uh, debutants. Uh, now, some of those debutants have also seen time on the Women's 7 Series, so they're, they're not, I would say, crazy young and crazy and experienced. They've been in, you know, high-performance environments outside of uh, the Women's Eagles 15, but you, we're, still go, we're still coming in, uh, you know, talented but young to this series. What has been this approach, and what have, what have these young women done to get recognised to receive that call? Uh, just use the platforms that we put in place. So we had the regional rugby. Um, we've been tracking everyone since I came to the country through the WPL and the collegiate at, at rugby. So using that from November, looking at what we needed in November, where our players were. Um, we launched the different performance squads and the different tiers, which is which has been great for our depth charts and rankings and, and trying to be as well clear and transparent with that and, and alongside just following them through regional rugby we obviously had everyone together um, for the Barbarians week which was great um, we, we had 50 players there 52 players so we got to see them in person again and, and see where they were and then again we went to Canada for 10-12 days and we had the same thing just trying to embed concepts and, and it's just been a combination of that really it's, the, the players have forced us to, to select them and the inner competition that we're trying to create is allowing those players to really force force us to pick them and, and, and that's the environment that we're trying to harness. G- given uh, how Sevens has played into the, uh, the the women's side previously, what has been the difference uh, with this opportunity here from, say, the, the Autumn Tour where you had less uh, women's Sevens players in, but now you're bringing in the likes of Chris Thomas and Alev Kelter, how are how is that addition going to help? Uh, you know, especially the backfield. Well, they're both extremely talented 
uh, rugby players. Uh, I think we have to remember as well, though, is, is that both Chris and Alev, in terms of their 15s experience, is, is uh, you know, probably a little bit limited in terms of the games they've had. But we're running a collaborative program with the 15s and 7s. Um, it, it's been fantastic to see the success of the 7s. Uh, you know, to see the players do as well as they have done this year, it's, it's wonderful because they work so hard and, and to see Chris and the backroom staff, um, you know, get the, the rewards after all the hard work. And really, it's a case of Emily, Chris and myself just making sure that we're, we're doing what's best for the individual. Um, and if that means that being part of the 15s um, is, is what we think is best for them, then, then that's the road that we're taking. It's, it's a brilliant development opportunity and we just want to set each individual up to be successful. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of of those two players. I mean, they they featured very well during the previous World Cup, so uh, I'm very happy that they're back in the 15s fold. To be honest, they will, I think they'll they'll prove to be great additions once they're bedded in. Yeah, it's it's great to you know it's it's great to see them um, back involved, and I'm really excited for them and and also for for all the other players that are. Of being involved in the Fifteens So, looking forward to uh, you know playing the likes of France, uh, Le France Féminine Fifteen, or was I? I think Cans. There we go. All in, all in, uh, <laughs> all in French. But uh, so the likes of, the likes of France, uh, you know, the Black Ferns again, the Red Roses again, and you know Canada. I I think the at times we've sort of missed our development opportunities with, you know, either us or them were always top four or top five. We flip-flop pretty often, and we don't really get that chance or don't make that chance to play them on, on either the men's or, or the women's side often as much as we should because it's sort of a... It's sort of an easy thing to to make happen in some ways, and it's, and at the same time it's probably still hard, I'm sure. But what what kind of a development opportunity for this group of of players is that going to be? And what are what are the big things you want to take out of this series? That's a great question. Um, you know, fifth in the world. You know, there's no secret we've got ambitions. You know, um, it's a perfect opportunity for us to see where we are again. Um, you know, in 2018, it was a big, big learning piece for us, which then went into a, a big building phase, and now we go into a measuring phase. And we can, now the nice thing is we can measure things with context, and then we can see how we approached it. What did we leave out? Yeah. Um, did we get things right? Have we set the players up to be successful? So it, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for that, and for them, you know, to, to play the, the four best teams in the world who are above us. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't get better than that. Um, each team has got different attributes. Um, they've all got their own different style of rugby. And for us, you know, we've proved in the last 12 months we are going to be a team that plays the best matches. Um, and I think over the next 15, 16 months, we will continue to get to a position where we will showcase our ambitions a little bit more. And then that leads us nicely into the World Cup which is where um, we want to have, you know, a lot of success. The, the last time we sat down for, I guess, a very long time, almost a year ago, I, I talked about uh, 
securing opportunities for for young women players to be able to go play in the Tyrrells Premiership, or I guess Tyrrells Premier 15s. And I ran, I wouldn't say I ran into, but I got the chance to speak with Christine Sommer about her experience up there uh, with Quinns this last year. And she's trying to figure out how to go back because for her, she said for her it was just um, for as good as a development as playing in the BC Premier League is, the amount of high-level training in the same environment that you basically share with the fully pro- professional mental ends was outstanding. And she said it, it, because she did that, she was basically able to just slot right in once you guys, you know, landed in England. So how would we go about being able to get, because they are recruiting foreign players, of course, how would we go about create within the individual development plan of specific players, creating those opportunities, uh, I guess, not, not to upskill, but to provide high-level development which will then pay dividends for the Eagles. Yeah, the, you know, the Tyrrells is, is showcased as a good league. Obviously, I was at Saracen for four years, um, and I was integral to that process. So, you know, I know exactly what the league offers and, and what the clubs offer. Um, I wish it was as simple as, um, you know, some play just going over, but it, it, it depends on very much, uh, you know, where they are in their life and their responsibilities. Um, depends if clubs obviously they have a an English qualified rule in the Tyrrell so they have to put so many people out um, that are non-foreign to play each week which dictate their funding from the RFU so I think there's a, there's a whole uh, lot of wider questions in terms of players going over there is it something that we're exploring is it something that we've looked at um, it is um, and you know, again, any opportunity for our players to be able to really uh, be developed in a certain way is brilliant. And obviously, then it has to just time in with the more touch matches that we're going to play. Because if you can imagine players going to clubs just as professional men do, um, if we've got matches and training camps need to be attended to, that's another sticking point. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not as easy as um, as just placing plays over there and, and as well on top of that it's very important that we feel it's very important that our players you know domestically showcase uh, where they are and, and allow that inner competition to thrive as well so there's a few more pieces of the puzzle but it, it is a very good league so a- after this series what what do you guys aim to uh, I guess tear down or rebuild in the development program uh based on, I guess, the results that we achieve? That's a great question. So we finished the Super Series. Um, all the players will have their development plans mapped out. They'll have a little bit of a break. The next tier in the player pool, uh, a lot of them are involved in the All-Star Week, which is another platform that we've put together, which I'm really excited about. That's in August. So, you know, I'm really excited to see the players there. I then lead the Super Series personally, and then I go um, alongside the 20s. Um, I'm going over to England with them just to, uh, you know, help out in any capacity I can with the uh, with Ricardo and his staff over there. Um, 
I think really it's not a case of, of tearing things down. Like we we're on a a, a certain road that we're all travelling down, and and from the Super Series it would lead to the 24 um, All Star Week. It then leads very nicely into the WPL season or collegiate rugby, and then from there um, we'll have a a camp with the players that are selected for November, uh, and then we will go. Um, and play November tour, uh, and then the year will just reset, and and we'll have a a very similar calendar to next year with the same opportunities and same regional rugby, uh, same games. Awesome. Well, Rob, uh, thank you for your time. Um, but I really do want to know what's your big three totals right now? Like, uh, we all know that you live for cupcakes. So, so what are you putting up right now? My lifts, my lifts at the moment. Oh yeah, squat, deadlift, bench. <laughs> what am I? What am I? Um, getting old, Aaron. What am I? Uh, on my bench, and I uh, 150 kilos on the bench. Jeez. Trying. I wish I was lifting 100. <laughs> I'm squatting something very similar. Um, and then I stay away from the deadlifts, but um. Ian, <laughs> Ian Jones is the one to talk about that. Our, our um, sports and conditioner. He's um, he, he loves the Olympic lifting. Um, and then of course, alongside lifting, you have to have a slice of, of red velvet cake when it's on offer. Uh, again, uh, Rob, thank you for your time and uh, good luck this Super Series. Uh, see you, I guess, uh, in a week. Brilliant, Aaron. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you. I'd like to thank Rob uh, for giving me some time during the day to talk about uh, this year and what it's been like for him as head coach of the Women's Eagles and what they've had to do to develop this program to build towards 2021. If you're interested, and hopefully you are, or you better be interested in the Women's Super Series, especially if you are a San Diego Legion fan, because with this good of rugby right on your doorstep, you better go and support the Eagles women. Like, why not? Like, it's 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 great. All about hashtag W Rugby. Uh, if you don't know where to buy tickets, I can help you out. USARugby.org slash Super Series 2019. That is USARugby.org slash Super Series 2019. Again, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we will try to get more of these out there. Uh in regards to interviews, but also let's just, you know, give more coverage to our Eagles women if you're in the media because they deserve it. Uh, I'll try to, I'm trying to get hold, this is hard, I'm trying to get hold of Kate Zachary, the captain, and we'll see what it's like as a player perspective. But that's all for now. I'm Aaron Castro signing off. This has been Lineouts by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening.